3, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to everybody listening to this. This is your girlfriend's favorite podcast, episode 67. A title will be included later, yeah, as yeah. we always do. And it's me, Vosani, sitting next to my partner, my player, my, my pod brother. That's me. Sizwe. <laughs> Moyo. Give us a round of applause, everybody. <laughs> the guy controlling the sound board says, give us a round of applause, everybody. What's up, Vasani the Violator? How are you doing? Ah, oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I was mm. a bit tired, but I'm I all right. I was also a bit tired. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, how was last night? Uh, last night was dope, dude. I enjoyed myself. Uh, oh, let's give them context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we went out sort of like on the spot plans. Mm. Yeah, I called Caesar up. I wanted to get his recommendation on a certain establishment in <laughs> the north in Santon. Mm. He, he gave it a good review, him and his partner. Yeah. And then we all decided to just link up there and yeah. have a nice night out. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun, man. Some hubbly bubbly, you know, both of our partners, some drinks. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been looking forward to doing something like that because I haven't had a partner in my life for such a long time that to do cool shit with. Mm. But yeah, that felt good, man. I, I liked, you know, being out, you know, got to see you guys in a different setting, <laughs> social setting. Yeah, uh, it's, it's always either the pod or just hubbly sessions at yeah, the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was definitely different, man. It definitely expanded, I don't know, the, the union that we have as friends and as, as business partners, etc. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So it was really, really cool. I man. enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. Yep. Um, what did you think of it, like, besides the warm drinks? <laughs> okay, well, the, the space we went to was Esco Bar Lounge. Right. And, yeah, it's a, it was a nice place. Yeah. I don't mind. It's not, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I would go there again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it for was sure. dope. Um, actually, when when you guys left, mm-hmm. was you guys left, I think, an hour before us. Oh, yeah? And then, like, yeah, when you guys left, like, it started going up again. Because really? remember, like, it went up. And yeah. then the DJ brought it back down uh, for like yeah, thirty minutes playing trash. Yeah, like he was playing absolute trash. Yeah, he was. And then like, it just started going up again. They started turning up with the songs, so it was nice. All right, uh, cool. So you guys stuck around for a bit. Yeah, we stuck around. Yeah, uh, we sat across from those two friends of your lady. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really make much conversation. We all just sat around. Yeah, and then sometimes it's not even about the conversation. Like I'm not one to be super chatty patty dude when we're in a loud place i don't necessarily like shouting yeah so i'm not as long as the energy is good and nobody feels awkward and you know everybody's comfortable enjoying themselves i'm kind of cool with that i think that's just me but there are some people that feel like they need to be talking all the time or they need to be doing something i'm just i'm very comfortable yeah same i agree yeah i'm very comfortable not talking the entire evening it's, yeah, like the the loudness doesn't allow for that. It's exactly. not what you're meant to be doing at a place like that. It's not supposed to be like shouting over each other. No. Mm. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, should we get into it? Yeah, well, Talk. that wasn't my proudest moment last night. Before we move on. Yeah, I wasn't feeling well last night, Vose. I felt like I felt like Peter Parker in The Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, baby, I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> Man, as I parked the car, when we got back to my honey's house, as I parked the car, I opened the door, and I just projectile vomited uh. right next to the whip, man. It just, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You asked me what happened to my youth last <laughs> night, man, and it's really gone. But I don't know what happened, man. I don't know. What ha- were you guys out on Friday? We were not out on Friday. But did you, like, have drinks and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's probably that, like, hangover effect, you know, like... It's possible. I mean, like, we both woke up, like, we both had a headache, so we napped for most of the afternoon. Yeah. Woke up, still had the headache, popped a, a disprin, still had the headache, and then we went out and we're still, we still had the headache. So we uh, went out not feeling particularly yeah. 100%, but good enough to go out. Like, it was still a dope night. It's just that last hour of the evening, I'm sure you saw that, yeah, no. 
No, I just thought you were just tired, honestly. Yeah, I was tired, but I was also like, yeah, something's off here, man. I thought maybe it'd been like a rough week at work or something. I was like, ah, dude's ah. probably just tired, wants to go home and sleep. Nah, that that type of fatigue I can deal with. This was a different type of monster. I haven't thrown up because of alcohol in a really long time, a couple of years probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so. sometimes you need to throw up. Like people always talk it's about true. the tactical chanda. Mm. The TC, <laughs> as it's known in in the south amongst white people in the south. Is the it really East known Grand. as? I've never heard that. I'm yeah. I'm around white people. <laughs> the, the TC, the tactical chanda. Basically, <laughs> tactical. it's when you get home and to avoid feeling like trash the next morning, you, you make yourself you make yourself throw up oh. so that where you'll go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, you won't feel like shit yeah. and you, you won't feel space. like and you won't feel like throwing up in your sleep or in the morning. Like, you'll actually be feeling better. I've done it before. And it worked a charm. That's wild. Like, I got home. I was super wavy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, nah, I'm going to either throw up in this bed. Because I lied down first. Yeah. And the bed felt like I was in the ocean. You know, it's spinning. Yeah, it's spinning. And I was like, Your ears are ringing. I was like, yeah. mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. I, I ran off. Did the TC. <laughs> I slept like a baby. I woke up feeling great. I was yeah. like, oh, it works. She that just reminds me like my lady and I were watching The Wolf of Wall Street and for those of you who haven't seen it it's full of just drug use you know mm. yeah so one of the parts is when um Donnie played by Jonah Hill yeah gets those lemons those those quaaludes that were you know discontinued for a long oh, time yeah. they get them and they're expired and whatever they're like uh, all looking forward to taking these things because they're like legendary right and this guy's like, nah, I need to make sure I'm tops for this shit. He makes himself chanda. He makes sure his system is clean, clean, clean. But he gives himself an enema. <laughs> he does everything to make sure that his system is completely detoxed for when he takes these things, bro. So he takes them. Ah, he has the high of his life. That's when he's yeah. crawling, fucking rolling down the stairs. <laughs> so, yeah. that I, I get the technical chanda. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely a thing. Like I just didn't know it had an aim. Yeah, I, I learned that name from someone. Strategic China. Unless it's just in their group, who knows? Yeah, it's but possible. Either way, we'll make it a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Tactical China, episode 67. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, All right. What do you got for us? You said last week you wanted to get into some toxicity. Do you still have uh, the toxicity? Nah, nah. My toxicness is out. Oh, okay. That's what the production break can do to you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I did want to get into a particular conversation of interest it's mm-hmm. been happening on the timeline mm-hmm. about cultural appropriation so yeah yeah so we've got this young white gentleman by the name of Costa Titch you know co-signed he's got the co-sign from Ricky Rick Casper in your vest all these industry guys DJ Speedster mm. yeah and he's a white guy he, he songs he makes some nice songs you he know does. Yeah, he actually they're, really they're does really dope yeah but the problem is he's rapping in vernacular mm-hmm. in African languages. Mm-hmm. And now people are wondering, is this not cultural appropriation? Because he's doing this to make a financial gain. It's not, they don't see it as him assimilating into the culture. Mm. They see it as him just doing it to make money. He's just using black people's cultures and their languages mm to make money and that's Mm. it and get fame Mm. but he said it didn't he yeah he said that he said in an interview uh obviously that's not a verbatim quote but he said something along the lines of in south africa you won't make it in the music industry if you're not singing or rapping in vernacular vernacular. that's correct and that's true that's very much true it's very rare for you to make it to the top in South Africa, just singing or rapping in English. Mm. He made the rare exception of Nasty C yeah. in that clip because he's like, I always felt like Nasty C is phenomenal. And man. he said like, unless you really are trying to go for an international market, mm. then yeah, use English. But he said, if you want to go for the South African market, you got to use vernacular. Mm. And I agreed with those points. Yeah, I agree. Like That's just business acumen. We all know this about our industry. But I want to ask you, do you think what he's doing is cultural appropriation? Like, what do we understand about this term, cultural appropriation? I think it's what you said, bro. The fact that he's trying to, well, for the most part, fit in 
to African culture. I mean, even the way he said it, he's not learning Vernac for the sake of speaking it with his friends. He's learning Vernac, he says, even via Google Dictionary and shit. Yeah. To put raps in his songs. Which, I applaud your commitment, bro. Like, that's obviously, you're doing your research, you're doing some craft <laughs> to, to get the bars that you need in Vernac. But you're also, like, only doing it to further your brand you're not doing it because you want to you want to be a part of the south african because language is not language isn't the culture yeah that's true yeah you know what i mean language, language is just language language is just language although yeah. it makes up a big part of the yeah, culture but but it's not a culture it's itself. not a culture itself yeah so you just saying a, a couple of bars here and there in vernac just to ah just to fit your agenda ah i do i do see why people would say that's cultural appropriation even mm. though your music bangs, I'm not like mad at you, bro. Your music yeah. bangs, but yeah, culture. Yeah, I, I I see it. I see it. I see why people are mad, but do you know what I've never understood? Yeah. When did this become a thing in South Africa? Because for the longest time, mm-hmm. right? And maybe I'm misspeaking as well for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But outside of America, it has seemed to me that black people really haven't had this cultural appropriation issue. When white people do anything like using language or mm-hmm. hairstyles or whatever, but it seemed to become a thing in America, right? Yeah, like a big topic in America over the recent years, and now it seems like South Africans are adopting it as well to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, white people shouldn't have braids. You shouldn't like sing in our languages. You shouldn't do all these types of things. It's yeah. cultural appropriation. But I'm like. But this wasn't the case for us a few years ago. We really didn't care about that. I don't... Okay, I I don't know why we care so much about it, especially when South Africans... Or South Africa is one of the biggest culprits of cultural appropriation, like, just in general. We've got rappers that want to sound just like American rappers. Yes, you can say that they're black, but those cultures are very different. South African Mm. black people and American black people are different. You know, we use the N-word without fully understanding its roots. We've never been enslaved as Africans here. Yes, we've been colonized, but we were never enslaved. So the the cultural appropriation... Dude, we've got game show... We're crazy about game show and reality television. That's a super American thing. Mm. Every Almost everything about our culture is based on Western culture. So I don't understand, like, the outrage. I understand, yes, somebody can be culturally appropriating, but it's like everybody's culturally appropriating yeah like everybody is culturally appropriating that's the thing because for me i'm like what what do these guys actually want costa to do yeah yeah i almost said u costa like (laughs) one of us (laughs) what do they want to costa to do like yeah like what do you do you guys want him to just retire just stop you guys wanting to now make different music like what is the end goal with this um, I don't know, man. Because he's got a fan base that clearly likes his music. Yeah. So, I I don't understand if people are outraged just because being outraged is a thing to do. Yeah. Or if they see there's some solution that needs to be changed, I don't know. I understand the whole chat of yes, your culture shouldn't be used just to make money as a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be used as some sort of plaything. That I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand that whole concept. But I want to understand what people actually want out of this situation and the outrage. And I can't seem to find those answers yeah, anywhere. I don't think Kostetich is going to stop doing what he's doing as long as he sees that it's working for him. Well, from a financial point of view, from his followers' point of view, his fans. Mm. He's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Right? He's got a good style. He's got a good look. He's got good music. I think he should just carry on doing what he's doing. I don't know what we're going to do. What are, we, what are we supposed to say to somebody who's appropriating black culture? Stop doing it. <laughs> There's something, like, everything about black culture is drippy, bro. Why would you not want to do it? <laughs> exactly. But then but again, it's like, yeah, it's a catch-22. Yeah. I, I understand where people are coming from. Like, we yeah. understand. I see both sides of the coin. Yeah, yeah. But there's another thing that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Was at some point, I knew his name was going to be mentioned. And someone brought up Johnny Clegg. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those of you who all know Johnny Clegg, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Tim. Legendary artist in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. You know, he sang in vernacular. He worked with many black artists. All of that. We know, we all know his history. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, 
Oh, so you guys are calling out Cost the Titch for cultural appropriation, but where's that energy for Johnny Clegg? And I oh, laughed. <laughs> I started laughing because I was like, I know why they're saying this. <laughs> and the funny thing that I laughed about is that, remember we talked about how goalposts get moved all yeah, the time yeah. with these topics. Yeah. And it showed, like, in that moment, goalposts did get moved where people were like, don't bring Johnny Clegg into this. Like, yeah. no one entered to address it. Like yeah. they were kind of like, no, leave him alone. That's we we accept that, but we're not gonna accept this. And that's why I'm also kind of like, where's the consistency? Like No, I feel you. But also Johnny Clegg, he grew up, you know, his um father's like caretaker or, you know, the mm-hmm. person that managed their property, groundskeeper, whatever you want to call him, was a black dude. And his son was Johnny Clegg's best friend. So he grew up speaking vernacular. Like, that was his only friend. Yeah. So they grew up on this, like, plot and whatever. And he o- he grew up speaking vernacular. Like, that's why he was able to speak. Yeah. He didn't go on... There was no Google Translate. Yeah, bro. that's the thing. He grew up... Like, he was entrenched in the culture from a young age. He didn't use that to then become the white guy who sings Zulu. No, he, he did it because that's the language that he knows. He was more proficient in, in Zulu and Kosa than he was in Afrikaans or English. That's who Johnny Clegg was. Yeah. That's the goalposts are not shifting. It's a cultural thing. No, but that's the thing now. So where do we draw the line? Is it that you need? Because for example, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't want to bring Drake into this because <laughs> everyone agrees universally that Drake's a culture vulture. Absolutely. But everyone loves him. Absolutely. So where do we draw the line between me being allowed to sing in Spanish? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we've fucking got. One of the biggest songs in the country, Bella Chow. Mm-hmm. I'm a piano song. Hey, Bella Chow. What, what, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the Small or whatever money heist people. <laughs> South African artists. We're yeah. not fucking Italian. <laughs> but yeah, we are vibing to Bella Chow. Absolutely. What do we know about Italian culture? Absolutely. So where do we draw the lines? That's what I'm saying. Like, where do we draw the lines of using other people's languages for our own music? Because Bella Chow is used for financial gain. Hmm. amongst black people in South Africa who are listening to the Yanos. So where do we draw these lines to say, this cultural appropriation is okay, this one is not okay, this one, no, we make an exception because you grew up with black people, no, you are just using Google, no, you, like, where do we draw these lines? But that Bella Chow, is it a, is it a sample from some old song? Because it still has a piano beat, right? Not mm, a piano but beat, I'm right? saying, like, in essence, to when I that's why I brought Drake as well, because mm-hmm. Drake sometimes uses like a sample, or he's just quoting lyrics from already an existing song in another culture's mm-hmm. language, mm-hmm. and he just sings them out. I think Bella Chow they sampled the lady singing it, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's not like they got some South African lady to come sing it. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. my knowledge. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so where do we draw the lines of using other people's languages, their samples, all of this? Like where that's why I find this topic so amusing mm-hmm. or be amusing, and <laughs> because it's like this blurred lines. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I I don't know where the line is. I don't know where it should be drawn. I'm not the cultural appropriation police. <laughs> I don't I don't know where this line should necessarily be drawn, but. It's all about the person's uh, moral code, bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop. I don't want to stop people from getting their money, but if you feel like what you're doing is the right thing, then you just carry on doing what you're doing. Look, Kostetich is gonna carry on doing what he's doing. We can talk about this till we're blue in the face. I think it's not gonna stop. Yeah. As long as these coins keep coming in, <clears throat> nah, homeboy's yeah, not gonna he's stop, gonna bro. Continue. And these, I'm a piano. These samples that are being used, like, those are not going to stop. Dude, Kanye West samples almost any genre imaginable. Yeezus, Yeezus was made by Daft Punk, like, a very electro... They're not a hip-hop group by any means, but he profited off that sound. Mm. Are we not going to say Kanye is a cultural appropriator, or did he? are we going to say he felt inspired by a sound? Mm. 
I don't know where the line see, is. This, that's the funny thing. Yeah. For some people, it's inspiration. It's yeah. We we see, like we we throw in all the words to defend them. And that's the thing. That's the thing. For Kanye, people are always gonna jump to his defense, bro. Like because yeah. we he's this legend, you know. Fuck. All right. We were basically signing off that topic, but we're gonna edit out that anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, man. That's. That's that on Kostetich. Yeah, yeah. He's going to carry on doing what he's going to do, like you said. People are always going to blur the lines. They're going to defend who they want to defend. Let me ask you something about cultural appropriation. This is somebody who we haven't talked about in a while. With When Eminem just came out doing what he was doing, did we, like, what was the energy? Because we weren't really around around. Mm. We were still young. What was the energy like for somebody like that? Because we know, much like Johnny Johnny Clegg, he grew up around black people for the entirety yeah. of his life. He says in many interviews, I never really got into rock and roll because that wasn't a heavy influence in my life. You know, like when his uncle came home with these CDs of Cool G rap and you know Jay Z and all this type of stuff, he's like, yeah, that's what I wanna, that's what I wanna do. Yeah. So for him, is it is he culturally appropriating? Black culture? I don't know. I, 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 it's just a question. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> There's no way of defending it or not defending like, it. It's just I, one of those things. Like I said, because the lines are so blurred, Yeah. I don't have an answer. Like, mm. you could argue yes, you could argue no. Mm. Because it's like you said, he grew up amongst that culture. Yeah. Amongst, amongst black people. Yeah. Listening to hip-hop music, doing all of that. Mm. So it's like, uh, who are we to say he's culturally appropriating? Uh, it's tough. Yeah, no, it's it is tough. a tough. This, it is a tough topic. One. But uh. like I said, it's it's similar to the whole cancel culture thing. If people like you, they'll they'll move right on past. Mm, mm. If people don't like you, they'll start a witch hunt. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, I got into a really, really, really <laughs> big debate with my girlfriend about cancel culture. She has a very black and white moral compass when it comes to this cancel culture thing. Chris Brown, R. Kelly, and Ronaldo. She does not fuck with at all. Damn. Yeah, the, the Ronaldo track came in, and I was like, oh, babe, look at this record Ronaldo just broke. She's like, I don't care. I'm like, damn, why <laughs> so cold for Ronaldo? Because she really likes soccer. Yeah. Like, why are you so cold about the Ronaldo thing? He's like, how can I support... A rapist. And I was like, sheesh. That's deep. I'm like, but you know he's a good footballer, right? She's like, yeah, and then? <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> it's just ice cold for an older around yeah. here, bro. Then I was like, okay, but Michael Jordan wasn't the most exemplary person, you know? You know, when it came to, like, black rights and stuff like that and all the things that were happening in America while he was a baller, he didn't do much about it. In fact, he shied away from it. Mm. So, like... We all choose, pick and choose who we like. It's true what you say, dude. It's like we all pick and choose who we like and what, you know, energy to give them versus the people that we already don't like because she's a Messi fan, so. Let me (laughs) tell you what happened yesterday in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I was with Addie. Mm I went to go get her nails done. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say say where, right, Mm -hmm. to protect this establishment. Because they do really nice nails, right? <laughs> 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 but the the owner of this establishment yeah. started playing music, right? Mm-hmm. And she started playing R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, and immediately, you could see everyone. And the room was full of women. I was the only guy in the room. Mm-hmm. So you could see all these women, heads are bobbing, you know, everyone's having a good time. Someone even asked the lady, like, hey, boss, are you having some memories of good times back in the day? You know, they <laughs> laughed about it. And I said to Eddie, I was like, look at this. You can't tell me, like, niggas don't fuck with R. Kelly anymore. Yeah, look at everyone yeah. vibing to the song. Everybody loves R. Kelly. And I was like, you see this thing of cancel culture? Like, yeah. this is a room full of women. It's not guys. Yeah. It's a room full of women. Yeah. A lot of these women look young. They look in their 20s. So they hip to the news yeah they, they, they they're Surely not like they know yeah yeah they're not shunned away from this news because they yeah. outdated or anything so i'm like surely they know but look at them bobbing their heads enjoying <laughs> it 
and I was like, you see, there's, there's no consistency yeah. in this cancelling thing. Nah, definitely not, bro. Definitely not. Look, R. Kelly, I get why people say they don't fuck with him, but also it's like, I can overlook it. I really can. I really enjoy R. Kelly's music. I always have, dude. Yeah. I really enjoy his music. That's why so, it's just a subjective thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of these things that are around cancel culture, mm-hmm. you know, like this cultural appropriation chat, it's leading to cancel culture because mm. no one's really having this chat just to talk about is Costa culturally appropriating. Mm. They're kind of having it to say, should we get him out of the door? But they're not saying but that. But why? Like, why would you want to do that? You see, so it's like we've we've sort of adopted this culture now in, amongst our youths mm-hmm. where whereby if someone does something, even if we don't plainly say, should we cancel them? We start having conversations beating around the bush of, should we get them out of the door for the transgression they have done or they are currently doing? But why do people feel like they should have that much power? Bro, entitlement. Like, why? I, I don't get it. Like, who are you, bro? Like, surely Kostetich worked his way into the position that he's in, even though he used what other people might deem as underhanded tactics by yeah. Googling vernacular lyrics. <laughs> That's wild, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, dude, surely he's done enough to prove that he should be where he is. Like, mm. culturally appropriating or not. I have the same idea about Russ, which... I don't know. You don't really fuck with, yeah. but you've given him the respect at least. To yeah, say like he's I, done enough. I respect him. I respect yeah. his hustle, and his yeah. output is insane. Yeah. Like he puts out music all the time, and he's not just doing it like whatever sticks sticks. It's like good music, high quality music. But he's culturally, he's a culture vulture. Well, not a culture vulture, but I do think he's a plant. Uh, industry plant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't think the cover up was real? I don't. Uh, to some degree, <laughs> I think it's very. Mm-mm. Now he's independent, but he wasn't independent. Like, he started off, you know, with the SoundCloud yeah. thing, being a SoundCloud artist. Then he said he was independent, but he wasn't. He was sent to Columbia. Now he is independent. Yeah, he said it was a distribution yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't... Uh, distribution yeah. is Mr. Nushin. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're doing the chance to rap for that. Yeah, exactly. You think it's a sign to record labels. Sign, don't bro. play games with us. You're not independent. Yeah. These things are signed to record labels. They're signed to streaming they, <laughs> labels. They're sending us all the dreams. They want us to believe that you can really become a global superstar by using DistroKid and TuneCore. <laughs> you will not. I'm With t- no marketing you budget. You will not. It's lies. No touring budget. These guys budget. are signed to like yeah. UMG. Facts. <laughs> like, they're signed to the biggest labels in the world. They just don't want to tell us that. And I'm still trying to figure out why the biggest artists are not independent yet, dude. Yeah, they know where, the, where their bread is buttered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but anyways, speaking about music, we have entered into our music segment um, time um, mm. for the new listeners out there. And there are quite a few of you, actually. Um, this is the segment of the show where Vusa and I play songs that we've been feeling. Vusa usually plays predominantly African or South African music because yes, people think sir. those are different. Um and I just play whatever I'm feeling. So I do actually have a song this week. Okay. Okay, what's your song? It's by Joey Perp. It's called Carl Malone. Joey Perp, Carl Malone. That's right. Okay. I've never heard of Joey Perp before. Yeah, he's really dope. Kind of underground. He's in that weird spot, like underground, but not famous. No, I see. Yeah, but not right. unknown. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> Carl Malone by Joey Perp. Pop 
Robin Williams, nigga, fuck 12. What you want? I got dope, blow, smoke, nigga, what you boom? I got coke, blow, I got blow, nigga, what you want? I got Miley, man, I got sell, I got sassafras, I got trippin', man, I got tell, I got acetal. I got dope, blow, I got snow, nigga, what you want? I got coke, blow, I got dope, nigga, what you want? That's a fresh I got a trippin' man, I got tell, I got acetone. Whoa, six in the 20 ohms. Me the scout got the money on. Remember they was acting funny style. I came up ain't nothing funny now. Got a case that had them bangs on it. I still be going right now. Hit a lick, got a budget on it. Got a bitch to tell the fight down. I done seen a lot of fake nigga. That's how I'm on it now. Crack the champagne, sell What an absolute banger. What a banger, lads. <laughs> absolute banger. Absolute right. banger. Don't so, delete. Don't delete. <laughs> uh, that was uh, Joey Perp with Carl Malone. I don't even know if you mentioned Carl Malone once in that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Who is Carl Malone, actually? He's a basketball player, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of, one of the goats. One of the goats. I think, yeah, Lakers yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this week, my pick, keeping it South African. Or African, let me say, mm-hmm. yeah, African unite, Africa unite, you know. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Mwamwa Gaddafi. Oh, Mwamwa, Mwamwa, the softest of mbas. Okay, this song is by Ricky Rick called "Home," featuring Mass Music. Ricky Rick featuring Mass Music. The song is called Home. Shout out to Ricky Rick, man. Mm, that was a good one. That was a good joint. <clears throat> All right, second half of the show. Uh, you ready to drive us on? I am, actually. Sorry. What's, what's on your docket? I just drifted a little bit. Niggas drifting. Where's my Tokyo Drift music, man? <laughs> <laughs> if I had that, I would have played it. So we were potting yesterday i mean well we wanted to pot last week but then we ran into some technical difficulties right yeah we were, we were on a production break yeah we're on a production break um and you came over to my house looking really beat up man 
<laughs> you came over looking a bit down, you know, shoulders slumped. <laughs> Not entirely your your perky self. Mm-hmm. Um, Perkisits. <laughs> yeah, you weren't you weren't being your Molly Percocet self. So there was a a topic that came up on my Quora feel uh feed. I'm on Quora. So this oh, yeah, shout out to Quora. Yeah, I like that. It's a it's a dope little app where people engage on different topics, and one of the things that came up was incels, Ooh. which is involuntary celibates mm. which is what you were last week mm-hmm. you were celibate involuntarily yeah <laughs> it's tough times. it is a t- it is it is a tough time <laughs> but the topic ran really deep right it ran really like dark into a dark space Damn. man yeah niggas it, was in the shadows niggas were in the shadows bro so like it was speaking about how being an involuntary celibate radicalizes men to perform violent acts <laughs> against women. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> what is so funny for Sunny the Violin? <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to, to get it out. <laughs> because I didn't know how to say it in the right way, so I was like literally thinking about what words to use as I was saying it. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Said radicalizes men to to commit violent acts against women. Yeah, this is why I think it's important that everybody should get coochie in their lives. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's important that every man should. I don't know how they're gonna do it, <laughs> because if you're not getting coochie, there's obviously a reason. Mm-hmm. But um, got no drip. You're wearing shorts and sandals oh my to the goodness. club. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Th- that's a real story, by the way. <laughs> Last night when we're at Escobar, this homeboy is wearing a shirt, like a short sleeve button up shirt, yeah, with 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 khaki shorts and sandals and Zulu sandals. Were they Zulu? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. No, his drip, his drip wasn't forever. But one would only guess he's an involuntary celebrity. <laughs> I would, I would definitely <laughs> guess. Yeah. So like what 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 my point was is that I just wanted to get your perspective on how men who are having a tough time um getting themselves out there with the opposite sex or even the same sex if that's your thing can go about doing that to end this cuz it's one way that we can end violence against women. Uh, one thing I've always said is yeah. Sex workers exist for a reason. Right. If you are a man that's having trouble getting ladies approaching them, yeah, and you want to have sex, right? Mm-hmm. So you're being an involuntary <laughs> incel. Yeah, go get up, go hook up with a sex worker, go pay for a sex worker services and get your nut off, get some post nut clarity, <laughs> and continue with your life. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think a lot of guys don't realize they can just do that. Yeah, but that's a temporary solution, isn't it? Like, how many times are you going to pay for a sex worker? But if you need to have sex, and you clearly you're not winning out there, yeah, like you can't yeah, get yeah. a girlfriend, you can't even just get casual sex, then might as well go pay for it. But this is the... Th- like, oh, shit. This is the thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going to take some financial strain you, you gotta have at least some coin because i i refuse to believe that you're involuntary celibate and you're poor that's just <laughs> a very very tough thing to manage man <laughs> those that's are wild. like how can you manage both is my question bro do not i, I would i've always wanted to find out yeah like because like in a way right like we could see the stink not like an actual smell but like the stink exuding off of the guy who had no drip at the club yesterday. Mm. Like, we could just see that he gets no bitches. Like, <laughs> like it gave you the ick? Yeah. <laughs> like, even your girl said it. Your girl like, he gets no bitches. Like, you could just see it. And that's one thing I've always, want, always no, wondered. No, a girl saying that is wild, by the way. Like, I've always <laughs> wondered if women can see that in a guy. I don't know, baby. Like, can women see that in a guy? Like, that this guy has no success with ladies. 
<laughs> like, like you can just see it by looking at him. Yeah. Like they do they walk with a lack of confidence? Like what is yeah. it? Because yeah. I don't know what it necessarily was about that guy besides his bad outfit. But bad outfit apart, I just looked at him like, nah, this guy takes the L. Like, yeah. He takes L's all the time. Because he wasn't dancing with that much confidence either, was he? Yeah. He's dancing like he was cold and it was 30 degrees last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I've always wondered, is that also a reason why some guys remain involuntary insults? Mm. Because mm. women can see the stench. They can see the ick, mm. you know? Mm. They see your aura is looking all kinds of funny. Your aura is not nice and glowing, bro. It's not gold. You ain't <laughs> got that super saiyan golden aura, <laughs> man. You got like some weird, I don't know, green, gangrene, <laughs> greenest aura <laughs> exuding off of you. And women can tell that because we spoke about this, um, something similar before, where we spoke about how women find you more attractive when you have a partner. Mm. Because mm. it's that subconscious thing of some lady out there likes this guy. Mm. There must be a reason why. Yeah. I also yeah. want to know why. Yeah. So, yeah. I That's guess for these guys, because they don't have that thing, they don't walk with that swagger. Yeah. Like, women just look at them and be like, I'm not going to be the one to give you a crumb of coochie. I'm not donating not even a single slice, not a crumb. A crumb of coochie. Yes. So... That's why right, these guys just go and pay for it. You're not getting a crumb, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like, I don't know. Yeah, fuck. yeah, this is a crazy thing, bro. But obviously this has some negative repercussions on society. Yeah. Like violence against women, violence, suicide. There's also another big part of this incel thing, you know criminal activities now if you are killing yourself because you get no coochie you had weak will to begin with yeah that's yeah. that's intense bro like you're killing yourself because you're not finding a sexual partner that's that's deep that's intense okay not finding a sexual partner at 16 17 18 even 20 or 25 is okay but geez you're 35 you haven't <laughs> had a sexual partner to date yeah. Like, yeah, I can see where things where you might feel like you're depressed, especially if nothing else is going for you as well, dude. You know, your career isn't taking off. Your, you know, your life just isn't taking off. If you're like 35 and you still feel that way, I can see why you would want to kill yourself, bro. Mm. I can kind of see it. So this thing, I think sexual sex workers should be paid by the government and regular niggas like us shouldn't have to pay for it <laughs> you want it to be subsidized by the government absolutely and i'll tell That's you why, why. <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you why i'm listening listen you know all of my theories sound crazy until they actually start making sense five months down the line <laughs> I ex- explained it to me. Yeah, I once said masturbation could help alleviate <laughs> sexual aggression. Yes, I agree. And it absolutely can. When you came with that topic about hormones leaving your body after jerking off. Yeah. It absolutely does that. Now, I'm saying if incels had sex with government workers for free, free of charge to them, it's taxpayers' money, take it <laughs> off our tax. Okay. Since you're not fucking fixing our potholes, <laughs> give it to the hookers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll take the yeah. The, those niggas can have the coochie of their choice, have sex with them, and feel better about themselves. They don't have to deal with the built-up sexual tension that will lead to sexual aggression. Imminently. Uh, this nigga's spitting right now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> It, it makes logical sense, bro. Think about it. <laughs> sexual you. tension that is not worked out leads to sexual aggression. Mm, that's true. It, it, or it could, at least. It yeah, doesn't it always true, like, manifest, but it does. It can. I do agree that like people who are struggling with sex and romance and all this, they do get frustrated. Absolutely. You do get frustrated. You do lash out at people. Mm-hmm. And if you have more of a propensity to violence and aggression mm-hmm. it can lead to those violent crimes you know even not just like lashing out at people but actually mm-hmm. hurting people killing people mm-hmm. doing crime so yeah i agree that insults do need to work on themselves yeah find a way to get with the woman they want to get with yeah um i don't know i don't really know i, th- I guess uh, we'd need a woman to get on here and coach 
these guys on what to do. My my best advice is the general advice you get on the internet. Yeah. Lads, just go get a haircut. <laughs> get a new wardrobe. Wear clothes that fit. Yeah. You don't need to be even dripped out. Wear just clothes that fit. Literally get a nice pair of jeans that fit you. Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of t-shirts and shirts that fit you well mm-hmm. and some decent shoes and smell good. Like you don't need to look like Channing Tatum or whoever yeah. or Idris Elba. Yeah. You just need to do those simple steps. Groom yourself. Mm-hmm. Dress not even well, just dress decently. Decently. Be be fucking presentable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, you will get some lady that will appreciate you. Yeah. If you just do those simple things. Mm. Uh, how can how can young men build their confidence? What would help them? Because I think the first step is actually building confidence. I think um, a great confidence builder is working out. Okay. Working out, it gives you a nice energy boost. It makes you feel good about yourself. This is the endorphins. This goes for everyone, men and women. But yeah. speaking yeah. to the young men out there, yeah. get in the gym. You don't have to become Batista or The Rock. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. Yeah. It's not even about muscle building. Yeah. Just get in the gym and start working out. Do some workouts yeah. at home. Something. You're, I'm telling you, your confidence will go up. Facts. Yeah. Tenfold. So, mm. yeah, exercise. It, it, exercise does really help with confidence. Mm. Um, what else can I say? Socialize with people. Make friends. Um, but that's the thing. A lot of guys can't like no matter how much they want to. Like I was I was kind of like this, not to a severe degree, but I was in the kind of thing where it's like I have my friends and I'm comfortable with them. I don't need to expand my circle. That's mm. kind of, you know, who I was and kind of still who I am. But then when I realized no that I want to put myself out there, I realized no, I actually have to put myself in situations where I feel uncomfortable in order to expand my circle. Yeah. And that also makes you a more open-minded person. Like when you get different uh, perspectives on things, you learn people's cultures, where they come from. Like I was saying on, on the one podcast, we live in Alberton. Everything is basically the same. All right. Yeah. The classes are more or less the same in Alberton. But when I went to college, it was like, yo, a whole bunch of people from the hoods. And, you know, they talk about how they grew up. They grow up. I'm like, one dude was like, dude, I, I don't have any food today. I'm like, nah, dude, can just go buy a pie across the road. He's like, nah, I don't have any money. And that to me was all. I'm like, bro, you don't have any money. How did you come to school with no food and no money? It's like, no, people are actually living that way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So how do you, like, put yourself, you have to put yourself in difficult positions where, like, yeah, you're going to socialize with people that you otherwise wouldn't on a regular basis. That would also help you build your confidence because now you feel like you know more. Also, Mm. educating yourself does build your confidence as well. Yeah, facts. You feel like you can participate in most conversations, at least. And that's how you become more sociable. I was saying to um, my girl, I'm, I was, I'm scared of girls, bro. And she doesn't want to believe me. I don't know why she doesn't want to believe me, but I, I really am scared of girls. Luckily, I don't have to look anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but when I was, I literally had to put myself in those positions of like, damn, I have to speak to her because I really like what I see. How mm. am I gonna make my move? Yeah, or else I'm just gonna shot. be a spectator yeah. my whole life, bro. So like, no, you have to put yourself in positions where it's like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable, but this might reap a really great reward. Either a great friendship between me and this girl, or a great relationship, or some coochie. Mm. And sometimes you just have to shoot and hope for the best, man. Sometimes you shoot for the three, but your foot was on the line. You get two. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's one of those things, man. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions. That's a bit of uh, advice. I think another uh, piece of advice that many insults, I think, struggle with is just interacting with women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that meme where it's like a guy looking at a butterfly and people always edit their own words into the picture. Yes, that is that one. Like, where it's like, oh, like they say at the top, when someone talks to you with good manners and they're just nice to you and the guy's like, oh, is this flirting? <laughs> like, I feel like that's insults, right? Yeah. They're going through yeah. that. Like, yeah. when a woman is remotely nice to them, yeah. they immediately like, oh, does she have feelings for me? Is yeah. this flirting? It's like, no. Yeah. It's just normal conversation. 
So they need to get used to interacting with women. Mm. I feel like, especially women that are good looking. Yeah. If I could give advice to one of these guys out there struggling, mm-hmm. go to the most beautiful woman in your office. Obviously, don't disturb her peace. Do this respectfully. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you need absolutely. to respect women's space as well. But at a time where it's respectful to approach her, go up to her and just start a nice conversation. No intentions of taking her out mm, of mm. any of that. Just no. speak about neutral topics. Just neutral. Yeah. Just go up to her and just learn how to speak to her. Yeah. Because what you're going to realize is, oh, shit, beautiful woman, just like me. We just talk about things. Absolutely. Like they're not some gods up there <laughs> that they put on pedestals. Although a lot of them do feel that way about themselves, but moving on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an absolute fact. So you know I, that. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for hearing my cries. <laughs> yeah, some do put themselves on a pedestal. Um, was that LeBron? That was the LeBron thing, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, like just learn to talk to beautiful women mm. and women in general. Yeah. Like just practice talking to women. But respectfully, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, otherwise I don't know what other advice. We've given them everything. Dress well, groom yourself, gym workout, read books, yeah. expand your knowledge. Mm. I don't know. What advice they yeah, it would be interesting to hear from a girl. Yeah, what advice do you think you would give to a young man who's struggling? He can't get any girls. He's just out here being purely virgin. Purely virgin. But being himself is, is why he's losing. Exactly, he's a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's in the. That's why he's in the relegation zone. Damn. He's being himself. Yeah, like the guy is he's trying to be himself and he can't get any woman. So you went from someone else to get a woman? No. I'm just you saying, have to be more than yourself. Like, that's what for advice sure. would you give him? He's he's been trying. Mm. He can't he's not winning. Zero luck. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's the advice then, guys. Just yeah. learn how to talk to people as well. Also, yeah. not just talk to other women. Talk to people as well. Other Confidence guys. is the issue. Eddie. One That's, thing I've yeah. noticed is guys uh, also have a weird insecurity of talking to a guy they deem the alpha in the room. Um, as much as we think it's only guys, you know, tatazel when they see a beautiful woman, mm, mm. guys also tatazel when they see an alpha walk into yeah, the room. Yeah. When you see this guy who's six feet tall, yeah. he's got muscles and everyone seems to like him. He has all the confidence in the world. Walk up to that guy and say, what's up, dude? Like, yeah. I'm so-and-so. What's your name? Just learn how to talk to him. Mm. Don't be intimidated by him. Yeah, I think that will help these young guys who lack confidence. They'll learn how to maneuver themselves and... That's eventually find a someone really 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 good piece of advice bro because if you f- if you can be comfortable around an alpha male an alpha male won't disrespect you around a social setting where women might be present mm. so if you're comfortable around an alpha and you can see that you're secure around them you can make conversations with them and they're cool with you that can do a lot for your social standing in the ranks bro mm. it really can if you feel like okay you're a beta man or below <laughs> Yeah, that could do a lot for your social standings that you are cool with at least the alphas. But if you're just, bro, if you're just a loser, bro, uh, what are we supposed to do? I feel like the... Because that's the problem. (laughs) Oh, I feel like if you're struggling, maybe you need to take a step back and look where you are shooting your shots. You need to know your lane is what you're saying. (laughs) Maybe you're shooting your shots at (laughs) at a specific group of women that... Should not you should not be shooting your shots towards. So there are leagues. Not that, not that there's leagues, but I'm just saying maybe there are leagues. No, you're talking about relegation zones. That means there's (laughs) definitely a league going on here. Okay, maybe let me say like this. Maybe he thinks he wants the cool girl, Mm. the girl that goes out to the club on the weekend and 
you know, dresses all nice and sexy and everything. Yeah. And uh, he thinks that's the girl for him. Mm-hmm. But maybe you need to go shoot your shot at the girl that's in the library always reading who's a homebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's where your shot would be better placed. So it's not even about looks. It's just about the type of personalities there. Yeah. They, their lifestyles. That makes sense. I feel you. Like maybe these guys who are missing are shooting in the wrong places. Mm. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I I I, I agree fully with that. That <sighs> niggas. Thing is, I don't know if it's movies or television that give us a false mm. hope or something that we can get with any girl. Because there's even that movie called She's Out of My League. Have you seen this, this no, movie? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Great movie. Very white, very white bread type of comedy. Mm. Very American. And this guy is just weird. He's awkward, you know, not very physically fit. Just a really skinny guy, yeah. you know. And he sees this fine broad in the airport where he works, right? And she's just fine. She's a businesswoman. She runs her own company. She's just classy, you know? Yeah. And he's just an airport security guy. No disrespect to airport security guys, but that's what he was. On the social rankings, he's mid, yeah. you know? Women, remember, women don't date below. <laughs> exactly. Women date across and up. But we didn't. he didn't know this when... We, d- we didn't even know this when he watched this movie. It came out in, like, 2008. Mm, we're, yeah. we're still very young ourselves, trying to figure... Yeah. Our, <laughs> our own life. Yeah, exactly. So the premise of the movie is okay, they start dating, then they figure out while they're dating that f- fuck, this chick is way too hot. <laughs> I shouldn't be dating because like they went on a date and they saw who she used to date, and this guy is just like he's huge, man. He's muscular. Yeah. He's a pilot. You know, he's just everything that a girl would want ideally in a man. Yeah. And he like the airport security guy's like, nah, dude. This guy even named his his um his airplane foot long. So I <laughs> I guess you can take that in any way you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I guess the insecurity factor played a part mm. for this character and he's like, nah, I can't be with you because you're fine and you date fine people. I can't be with you. Yeah. Anyways they break up. End of the movie, it's a happily ever after saying, I don't care about all that material stuff. I love you for who you are. And that's the false perception that men have, that it's going to end like that. That a, a mid-guy is going to date a top-tier nah, hunter. It's not, it's, the, the world doesn't work it like does that. It does not man. work like that. Like, yes, there are a few cases of a bummy dude having a completely gorgeous wife physically. Right? Like Nicki Minaj and her, nigga. Yeah, like Nikki's with that rapist dude. Yeah, the felon. Yeah, he's yeah, bottom so of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah, pits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm just looking at Addie because she loves Nikki, but she doesn't support the rapist husband. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in those movies, they do sell dreams. Yeah. Like, we know reality women are going to date across and up. Mm-hmm. So, guys, work on getting yourself up. Yeah, absolutely. That's all, man. If you're struggling with women, man, if, if like, really push comes to shove, you can't get any girl, mm-hmm. focus on your money, young king. Focus yeah. on getting the bag. Yeah, everything else will kind of fall into Then the place. woman will come, man. Yep. They'll come to you. Like, focus on getting your bag. Get yourself that, the all the money you can. Yeah. Get, yeah, work on yourself. And make yourself the person you think. And women will flock to you. Yeah. Trust. So... Yeah, uh, you've you've always got that extra option yeah. if working on yourself physically, mentally yeah. doesn't come to pass. Yeah. Then just work on yourself career-wise and financially. Yeah, I think that's not bad advice at all. Mm. Yeah. Have you have you got anything else on your dog? Um, no, I I really want to speak about incels. I think I had costed Titch as well on my thing. Yeah, I'm all dog, out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. No, I'm 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 straight, bro. All right, uh, yeah. let me leave our our viewers with a quick little clip before we send out shout outs and close the show. Okay. Hey man, I just got into a big debate with this female, cause she gets mad, cause I'm on speakerphone with my nigga, 
and he say, where the hoes at? And I'm like, it's a couple over here right now. And she get mad, talking about, ain't no hoes over here. But I'm like, look, I wasn't calling y'all hoes individually. I was just saying the hoes is over here. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, the hoes is any group of females. I don't give a fuck if it's Oprah and Gail. I don't give a fuck if it's SWV. If it's Destiny's Child. If it's a group of hoes, it could be CC Winans and her sisters. If they together, they the hoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, any group of women together is the hoes. Like, stop getting mad because we use the right term. Like, when a goose by itself, it's a goose. But when it's a bunch of gooses, them is geese. So you think it's a goose out here mad as hell when a nigga say, look at them geese? And she like, no, nah, ain't no geese is over here, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is hilarious, bro. <laughs> Don't get mad when we use the right terms. <laughs> That's the part that killed me. <laughs> oh. Talk about geese. <laughs> like, oh, That's funny. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, anyways, this has been episode 67. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to everyone that's listened <laughs> to our previous episodes. Uh, shout out to our missing co-host, Allison. Shout out to Addie. Shout out to Caesar's Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to who else, man? Yeah, shout out to just everyone that fucks with us. Yeah, and man, one thing us. that these uh, breaks, you know, when we take these breaks every now and again, what what it teaches me is that our podcasts are really binge worthy. Mm. Like when we go back and we look at the analytics, it's like, damn, like how did it go up from like there to there? Yeah, like, like so quickly. So yeah, no, keep doing what you're doing, guys. We appreciate all your support, all your love, all your feedback, all your constructive criticism. Um, and we're just going to continue to try to make this the best podcast in South Africa, which, in my opinion, it already is. Facts. Yeah. Where's my round of applause? Uh, my round of applause is still loading. Keep, God keep, damn. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Talk about the best podcast in South Africa. We don't even have a soundboard, soundboard that works instantly. Yeah, we are the best. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you everybody. Episode 67, we're signing out. Bye-bye.